Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Okay. Oh, I keep looking down there because that's where the we need to look there. And um, this is so fun because does it feel like we're on a um, cooking show or yes, something? Yes, at yeah. lunchtime. Yeah. You guys, be excited because in just a couple of minutes, our friend Carrie Ann from Oh Sweet Basil is going to be here to talk about an Easter tradition that they love and her family, we love and our families, and, and you just can't wait. So this is awesome. This is look really, really yeah. fun. And let oh. us tell you what we're doing. Right yeah, now. but I'm David Butler. I'm Emily Freeman. This... Welcome to Don't Miss This. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good job. Okay. Go ahead. What are we <laughs> so doing? So what we are going to do today? Um, this is the week leading up to Easter. We have so much going on right now, and we are so excited to be doing it. And we're glad you are here with us. And what is going to happen is every day this week you are going to get a five-minute lesson from us about all of the different people who were there on the first Easter. In the Come Follow Me manual, there's gonna be two suggestions. One is that you go through the events of Holy Week. The other one is that you look at Easter through the eyewitnesses, through the people who were there. You already know about us that we love the eyewitnesses. And that is what we wanna do. We wanna talk about each of the people and the lessons that you learned. So you are gonna get a five minute lesson every day this week from us and what is gonna be included. So we're going to do um, the lesson of that person from the scriptures, and we're going to have an activity, um, a, a really simple thing that you can do on, on each night of Easter week to remind you all throughout the week of the lesson that we learned from that person's story. And one thing that we love about this is your house is going to fill up with Easter decorations that are all Christ-centered decorations. And that is my favorite part about these traditions. Um, we do not want you to be overwhelmed. So if you want to do all the nights, do all the nights. If it overwhelms you, just pick one or two nights. Um, on our newsletter, we are giving you a link to our Easter page that is going to walk you through everything we're doing. Um, if you want to know where that is, not from the newsletter, it's at emilybellfreeman.com backslash Easter. It will take you right there. It's everything you need to know. It's your shopping list. Um, it's the And it calendar. really is all simple. So don't so be... So simple. We do not want to overwhelm you, but we do want you to love Easter. That for, is what we for want. For us, Easter is our high holy day of the year. And so we just try and do, we try and make it celebratory and big and praiseworthy. And so we just, that's what and we, we want our And we want our kids and our families to love Easter as much as we love Christmas. And that is our hope. That's what we hope happens for you. So what's going to happen is But you don't have to buy any presents. Okay, or you can. Well, you can if you want, yeah. Um, we are going to do our first five-minute lesson right now. We're going to kind of walk you through what it's going to look like, yeah. and then we are going to give you everything you need to know to participate with us for the whole next And the week. things to look forward to. Okay, the study guide sheet that's coming out with this week, it, you can actually use it all week long, and there's a spot to fill in the lesson from each person, um, each of the witnesses that we chose as you move through, as you move through the week. So we're starting today with um, the story of, of Lazarus. And you can find this story in John chapter 11. The story is important. We should start out by telling you because it, this is a crucial moment that leads up to Easter. It becomes a moment when um, either people are going to believe or choose to betray 
um, what they know about Jesus. It's, it becomes the, the line in the sand. Right. The miracle for Lazarus is way too big for anybody to ignore it. At this point, you either have to believe he's who he says he is or... Or uh, I don't know how you can believe or any turn other your way. Back, yeah, right? but you really you have, have to, to just turn, turn your back. back. You, turn, you turn to Christ in this moment or you turn away. And that's what we see. And we'll talk about that a little bit at the end, but maybe it's fun to just walk through. Um, what is the story of Lazarus? What happens? So you should know that Jesus is dear friends with Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. And and they really are some of his closest disciples and, and just... That's where he'll he'll actually spend all of Easter week. Each night when he goes home to sleep, he'll go into Bethany where Lazarus and Mary and Martha live. And that's where he'll sleep each night of Easter week. It's really close to Jerusalem, just right over um, th- those hills, that mountain range there. And so he's just, this is where he goes to like to recharge and just feel, uh, there's a close bond with, with this group. Yeah. And all three of them are siblings, right? And we find out in John chapter 11, that Lazarus is sick. This is starting in verse 6. And you find out in verse 5, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, and and he'd been sick. Um, And it must have been uh, pretty sick because John makes uh, an effort to tell you that he stays two days in that same place. Yep, that Jesus waits. And why is he waiting? Right, and that's what everybody's wondering and thinking. You just found out that one of your closest friends is on his deathbed and you're just still staying in the city that you're in. There's enough time to get there. There's enough time to make an impact. And, and they know stays. what Jesus can do for someone this who's is the on end their of his deathbed. Ministry. Right? right? They know. They already know if Jesus goes there, Lazarus is going to be fine. Right. Everybody is thinking that. You, you know? find out a little bit later that he waits and he ends up waiting for four days in verse 17. And he tells the disciples... Um, Lazarus has died. And they, so they now they know that he knows and he still waits of him four days in the grave. He waits till the funeral's over. He waits till the burial has happened. He waits until the tomb has been sealed shut. He misses everything. And it makes you think about those times in your own life when you ask um, those questions of, um, why is this happening? And does the Lord know this is happening? Is he aware of this sadness and this terrible thing and the pain um, does he know what is happening? And it's so interesting because he, he, we find out all through John, yeah, he knows. He knew at day two, and he still knows at day four, and yet he's waiting. Right. Almost as if it is in that, uh, because of that pain and because of those days of waiting, that you're going to be able to see the beauty of the miracle that he's about to perform. And Jesus is, I almost see this story as Jesus's object lesson for resurrection. Mm-hmm. This will be a miracle. That, it's like, how do you teach someone who's never, has no concept of this before? Uh, doesn't know, like, no, what's resurrection? So he waits not until Lazarus is just dead, but until Lazarus is dead, dead. So um, in anciently, the custom was that the spirit actually hovered over a body for three days after they died. Uh, and then left uh, off into the spirit world. So he waits four days. So the Lazarus is not just mostly dead, but beyond help, gone, forever dead. The tomb is sealed. There's nothing that can be done now. We even get to the spot in in the story where um, when he says to open up the tomb, they're like, no, his body is already rotting. Like it's over. It's, It's finished. And there's an interesting concept here that we have to mention in the fact that 
there will be times in our life where we think we know Jesus well. Mm. Uh, where we think we know how he works in our life. We've experienced miracles. And what the story of Lazarus tells us is there will be things in our life where we will come to know Jesus in a way we didn't know him before. And this is going to be one of those moments. I love when he comes walking down that street and Martha runs to him first. She is the first one there. And the first thing she says to him is in verse 21, if you had been here, my brother had not died. And Mary comes right after and says the exact same words without knowing that that is how Martha had approached the Lord. But um, if you had been here, my brother had not died. And it's almost as if both of them are saying to him, we had faith to, to hear. We believe to hear. We know if you had been here, we know what you could have done. And I just love the thought of Jesus sitting there and saying, I love what you know about me so far. Wait until you see what I'm about to show you right. in your life. And we love this line that he says to her when she's just like, um, he introduces the resurrection to her. And Martha says, he says, your brother will rise again. And she says, I know, verse 24, he'll rise in the resurrection. And then I love that Jesus says to her, I'm the resurrection. I'm the miracle. I am light. I am life. You have me right here. Um, and then he goes down into the tomb. And this is sort of that lesson for Lazarus that we want to focus on. And it is, um, he gets to the tomb in verse 43. And he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And um, on that, uh, and that's the miracle. That, and, he, and he opens up and he says, unwrap, his, unwrap the burial clothes. And he comes out. And the lesson here is like, no matter how hopeless a situation seems, no matter how dark our lives may be or, or trials that we face, um, because of Jesus, we can come forth out of those places. Um, and that's such a, that line that he says, come forth out of darkness, come out of that place that you've been in. And you can because of him. And um, we just love that thought of that hope that comes from the darkest places in your life. Um, I want you to look at three things in this as you're reading through this. There are three ifs that become so important. The first one we see in 21, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. We see it again in 32, if you had been here, my brother had not died. And then there is an if in Jesus' response back to those two women. If you would believe, you would see the glory of God. And maybe that's what we remember in our dark places um, when we are calling out, if you could just be here um, that what he's saying back to us is, if you just believe, then you are going to see glorious things. And that is the beginning of Easter week. So let us tell you a little bit about um, what this tradition looks like, what is going to happen here. What you will need for this tradition is what are called wheat berries. You can find them in the bulk section of your store. It is just wheat. It's just hard wheat. And then you're going to need a little bit of dirt. And you're going to fill up this with dirt completely to the top. And then um, you're going to put the wheat berries right on the top and you just need a little bit of dirt right on top of those to keep them moist. The first three days, um, you're going to water three times a day. And then once the wheat starts growing, which will be in about three days, you just have to water when the wheat starts tipping over. That beautiful grass that is going to come up. The message of this is that hope can spring forth out of dark places. And what you're going to see at the beginning is just black. It's just dark. And then after time, um, we know it's going to happen, right? We believe it's going to happen. We know what sun and water does. 
Um, and it's that green life is going to spring forth out of this dark place. And that is the story of Lazarus. I just want to end with this one thing, and we'll do this every single day, what each person tells us. And um, Lazarus reminds us of the unexpected hope that will spring forth from the darkest moments of our life. So there is our first idea. Yeah, there it is. Lazarus. There's Lazarus. Um, so okay. every day of this week, um, we are going to have a, a short lesson like that on a, on a different eyewitness. Now, um, for these, we are actually teaming up with our friends over at LDS Living. And all of these videos are going to be on their YouTube channel. So if you just went to YouTube and looked for... Just, just look for LDS Living's channel, subscribe to it, um, and you're going to find that's where they're going to be posted. Or follow us on Instagram. We'll link to it. You're yep. going to find and it. And in just... the newsletter, we are actually going to put their link right underneath our link, just like you see it. So you're just going to go straight over to YouTube. We will help walk you through it. Um, you'll have that link. And then all five of those videos are going to be on the LDS Living um, page. If you're wondering why... Um, both of us are just, we love Easter. We love sharing what we know about Easter. Um, we're hoping to reach as many people as we can with the Easter story. And LDS Living was so kind to invite us to partner with them and just get this Easter message out to as many people as we can. So for the next few minutes, we are going to walk you through everything you are going to need to participate in Easter week with us. Um, we've invited Carrie Ann Cheney to join us. You might as well just come up right now. And, and what we're going to do is give you a shopping list and just small instructions, um, what you might need. Let's put you in the middle. I will grab all the okay. supplies one by one as we go. So we just taught you Lazarus. Um, you needed dirt and wheat berries and water and a little place, and you are home free. You are good to go. Um, if you want more detail, then we're giving you both of these books um, that we worked on together. These Easter books that you can find have all the activities, all the lessons, um, everything we'll that, that you need to know. A link to them for anybody who wants them. So Monday is going to be... Okay, Monday is um, the people of Jerusalem for the triumphal entry when Jesus comes in. And what you're going to need is some sort of branch um, for that week. And it'll be explained during that video. Or but... a big branch. <laughs> or a big branch. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to want a big branch. This is what you need for day one. They're not palm leaves. We wish they were. Hey, no, you can do palm leaves. Oh, well, you can't. You just have to hang something from it. Maybe probably lobby um, it. Yeah. Yeah. Still we, get a twig. You can do that. Yeah. Um, you can cut them down out of your front yard. That is what I did. You're just going to put them in a vase. This is all you need for day one. Okay. okay day Easy. two is going to be about Simon, who carries the cross for Jesus. And what you're going to need is some jute string. Okay, just some simple string because you're going to tie a little bracelet around your wrist as a reminder. And so we're going to talk about that. So and we'll teach you everything you need to know during the videos. Just giving you your shopping list. That's all. Okay, we're then day right three now. is going to be Joseph and Nicodemus. And what you're going to need for Joseph and Nicodemus are just some of these regular plastic Easter eggs. Yeah. They need to be able to open. You're going to create a testimony tree. We can't yeah. wait to tell you about it. Super cool. Just Easter So eggs. make sure you have those. Um, Mary is going to be on the next day. And what you're going to need for her is... What you're going to be doing for her is dyeing Easter eggs. And feel free to dye them however you want. We are going to be sharing a fun story with you. We've talked about it actually before, the grandmother in Serbia. We want to teach you how to dye red Easter eggs. What you're going to need if you want to dye red Easter eggs are these onions. And you just want this skin. So just go get as much skin as you can. Every grocery store is going to wonder why everyone's peeling all their onions. <laughs> but you, the you just want skins. the skin. You just need some skin. We'll tell you what to do with that. Okay, then the next thing is going to be the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus. 
And what you're gonna need for them are just little um, note card things. Yep, paper. You're gonna write on buy cute paper, ugly paper. Mm -hmm. And then Thomas is gonna be on our second to last day, and um, you might want to get um, some Easter lilies for Thomas, and you can oh. find those just anywhere. But we'll talk about um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get to him. And then for the last day, which is um, gonna be Easter Sunday, um, Carrie Ann is here to talk about. Um, that tradition we were telling you at the beginning that we love so much. It's going to be so fun. Easter Sunday. And so it, you're going to want it walked through so that on Easter, when yes. you listen to our Easter message, you are ready to go. Just ready to go. Yeah. Okay. I, should I swap with you yeah, and you be in the middle? Swap. Okay. This is our family's like most favorite tradition for Easter because it's, it's really visual for the kids and it tastes good. Mm -hmm. And in the end, you just want to eat. I mean, that's the, like, do you go to a party to hang out? No, you want the food. So, and we, we love this book. We actually do this book every year as well. And so it fits really well with everything. Um, we're making, our family calls them empty tomb rolls, but I've heard them called resurrection rolls. They're so easy. All you need is some dough, cinnamon sugar, um and butter so emily will grab that and marshmallows and we get See asked, how good i am it's it's like we're on we a should like cooking we show. should do the food network okay. yeah together and the man the always makes the weird comments right so he's just yeah. like wow wow that looks really good that looks great <laughs> okay so it's so easy the best part is is this is something your kids can get involved with and you don't have to stress about i know that cooking with kids is a beast it's not always easy, but this one is. And it's okay if they get messy. I mean, it's all going to turn out. So we're going to press the dough out. This is just frozen dough, or you can use your own, or crescent roll dough works as well, into a little circle like that. Then we take a marshmallow, and we're just rolling it. Just pretend. <laughs> the butter melted, and then it solidified. It's fine. In the butter, and then you roll it. Oh, no, look, it's working just fine. You roll it in the cinnamon sugar, and then it goes into the dough. So this I represents... I love that the cinnamon goes on the marshmallow. I did it's never guess. It's, well, think about like all of the spices. or Right, from Nicodemus. Right. And, um, it's so good. Yeah, so we're putting Christ's body, right? It's a white marshmallow. He's all wrapped up. It sounds weird to say that. It's we're okay. not really putting Christ's body in. <laughs> Someone please do not email. <laughs> we're putting it in the dough, and you pinch the top so that it's nice and sealed. Then you would roll it in the butter again and into the cinnamon sugar, so it looks like that, and then you just pop it into a pan. This goes into the oven. I'm sure we're gonna link up to the recipe, I assume. Yep. It's yep. on our website, yep. and there's a video on there as well that will take you through the whole process. The biggest question we get every year, well, and I tell mean, what happens, like walk up. Oh, I will, I will, yes. So you put the marshmallow in, you put it in the oven, and it bakes up. When it's done, it's like this, so it's just a big old pan of rolls, and you're gonna take a roll out, and you open up the roll, and as you can see, it's an empty tomb. Can you kind of see that? Do you see the marshmallows Zoom. gone? The marshmallows and gone. And this is your Should favorite I take it part. All the way up? Yeah, Carrie take Ann, it up. Here. Carrie Ann was telling me that the number one question they get on their see, site. See, it's empty. And I don't mean like a couple. I mean like we get hundreds of thousands of questions on this. Is how oh, did we get the marshmallow out? <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> Bless your souls for thinking that I have a knitting needle and I'm yanking that marshmallow back out. But when it bakes, the marshmallow butter cinnamon sugar mixture turns into a caramel sauce. And Inside. it melts away. And so it's all over in the bottom of the pan. It kind of leaks out. And you have this really delicious cinnamon sugar roll. I'm so cinnamon sugary right now. 
But and it's I just delicious. ate part of it, and I love it. I will vouch for the fact that it's so good. Oh, you're such a help. But the kids love it because then they see that Christ's body was no longer in the tomb. And you can actually spark conversations with such little children about, no, he wasn't there anymore. Anything can happen. Christmas could happen. His miracles could happen. Mary and Martha and all those different stories could happen. And it doesn't matter. Because in the end, it took Jesus Christ being resurrected, not being in the tomb anymore, for us to live again, mm. for us to see Heavenly Father again. So we concentrate so much on Christmas, and it's wonderful, and we're glad He was born. That was essential as well, for sure. But if He had never died, then we would never live to see Him again. And so we get to have a really fantastic conversation. Just, we love that this is such a great object lesson, yeah. and this is what is going to be true about every single night. There is going to be something um, simple um, and very child-friendly that you are going to do that is going to teach a testimony underneath. It's going to be an object lesson that is going to testify of Christ all week long. We'll walk you through those. Um, you'll find everything that you need. We are so excited about yeah. this week. We've been like looking forward to it for two months. Yeah, hopefully you've heard us get it. really excited. Yeah. And whatever you do, if you don't do any of, things, like any of the things that we like to do, we just hope that you do something to set aside that holy week to make it a, a memorable experience, one that really focuses on, on the Savior, on His resurrection, and all the hope that comes from that. So borrow any or all of these, or just our hope would be that everybody does something Right, to set this week apart. Yeah, we're so excited. We can't wait to celebrate Easter with you. Uh, we can't wait to hear about your celebrations of Easter. So share with us what you're doing and what you love. We want to hear about all of it. Yeah, show us yeah. pictures. I want to eat yeah. it. Okay. Okay, you can. We'll you too. You're supposed to finish by taking a big bite. Oh, right? that's, that's right. To happen. I'll get ready. As I'm gonna eat it. a bite. I'm, I'm just gonna do it. this. Let's just see how it turned out. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, oh happy Easter, everyone. We can't wow. wait to spend this week with you. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.